This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I'm glad I got to make fun of Jay Gruden while I could. There's nothing better than a cheap weed joke. And I was glad I was able to do that last week. And we had a lot of fun at Jay Gruden's expense. And I thought, man, he's going to follow this up and he's going to get boat raced by by New England. And boy, he got boat raced by New England at home. And they did the quick thing where Dan Snyder was whisked away into the SUV and they drove out of FedEx Field and on their way out. And the cameras were following them. And then probably sometime that night, gosh, I hope it wasn't at about 5.30 in the morning Eastern time. I really hope they didn't just call him up. I really hope, actually, I kind of do hope because it would be so quintessential Redskins that when Jay Gruden said after the Patriots game that, well, you know, if my if my key card still works, I guess I'm going to work. I hope they didn't let him just go there and let his key card work or not work. I'm, I'm hoping that's not how it went. Even though I say that, I kind of hope that it, that's how it went. But now there's no Redskins. That, well, you got Bill, Bill Callahan. I guess that's a head coach. But we knew that last week that this was probably going to be the end for Jay Gruden in Washington. We had to make a big joke about it, and we did. And thank goodness we did, because now it wouldn't have made any sense. It would have missed the mark, and away we go. It reminds me of the golden rule that fans want, but I don't think they say they want, but I don't think that they want. Because we find this out every single year. Somebody gets fired. There's always going to be a coach. and it, it, It's always going to be a, a, a an owner that, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. And there's plenty of owners out there who don't give a damn. They, they want to make their money. They want to make their mint. They want to get their investment doubled. They want to do a lot as far as being owners. And football's nice, but they just want to do what's right for their franchise and really do what's right for for themselves. And that's a good thing. So many people get this mixed up. That's a good thing thing. Like what Gordon Gecko says, greed is good. It's a good thing that NFL owners want to make money. It's a good thing. It's in, and you don't like hearing this, but it's true. It's in your best interest. Remember that. Now, when it comes to stadiums, when it comes to moving teams, that you are absolutely right. You are 100% right. There is a backside to this. But if it's a good relationship with the city, if it's a good relationship between the entities involved, the best case scenario for you is that your owner wants to make money. It's a good thing. Now, Dan Snyder's interested in making money, but the golden rule to me is that you really don't want a fan as an owner. You say you want a fan as an owner because you'll feel he'll he'll feel the same way you do. He'll He'll be as excited as you are. He'll be 
a person who loves that football team, and that's what you want because we always dream that what would we do if we owned the Washington Redskins or Arizona Cardinals? What would we do if we were the owners of these football teams? What would we do if we had the cash to own these football teams? We always wonder. We always wish we could. And it's a very weird relationship because they own something you love, and they claim they love it. Do they really love it? I don't know. We don't know, and we really can't get on the same level as a bunch of billionaires. But if there's a, if they are a fan, that to me is scarier than anything else. You claim you want a fan. You want a guy or a woman who feels the same way you do about your football team. But when you really break it down into practice, does that make any sense whatsoever? Can you trust yourself? You've known this and... Twitter's a place where people like to go and find old takes and and expose them and make people look foolish, and that's a little bit of fun. But what if you were actually playing for keeps? You think about some of the things you do out of anger. You think of some of the things you do out of frustration, out of frustration over your favorite teams, guys that you wish would be cut, guys that you wish would be traded, things that you would do that possibly would be foolhardy. You wish you could do that. And then maybe sometimes there's times you look back and go, oh, God, glad I didn't think about that. Glad no one's bringing that up during the conversation at the bar. You think about that all the time. With the Washington Redskins, it is the 100% example that I bring up where you do not want a fan as an owner. People talk about Jerry Jones all the time. Jerry Jones, I I will give him some credit. Record this because there's going to be plenty who disagree. Jerry Jones does know some football. Jerry Jones has done what he could to study players, to study and at, at his own peril, absolutely at his own peril, Jerry Jones has done what he can to study the NFL, to study trends, to study players. He's taught his son how to try to do as much. He has suffered a bit because of that, because it's still, he's a fan, and he gets in his own way, and he makes foolish decisions, and sometimes he makes a foolish trade, and he's always trying to chase the ghost of Jimmy Johnson and trying to get his own last Super Bowl before he passes away because he's sick and tired of hearing how Barry Switzer won with Jimmy's guys. He's sick and tired of hearing about the great trade robbery. He is sick and tired of the last 30 years not going his way. He's become a man possessed and obsessed with getting it on his own right. And with Dan Snyder, you see a guy who's not that far off. Above all else, all you Redskins fans ought to know, Dan feels the same way you do. Dan loves the Washington Redskins. He does have your best interest at heart, at least with trying to win a football game. He does want to win. You can tell with all the crazy, silly moves that he's done in the past. With hiring Steve Spurrier, with the trades, with high, with signing Albert Hainsworth to $100 million, to the names that he's brought in, to the players that he's tried to bring in, to where he's tried to fast-track a Super Bowl, it's all been for you because he is you. He's a fan. You have people who run organizations. You can tell they're businessmen. Stan Kroenke's from, from Missouri. He doesn't give a damn about the people in Missouri, and that's a shame, but it's true. And they got that team ready to fight every single year. Les Snead's done a pretty fine job. Obviously, Sean McVay's done a pretty fine job. I know they've started out two and a, uh, three and two. Please. This is an NFC champion. Much more is expected out of them 
that's the way they run. Paul Allen was a steward, God rest his soul, was a steward of the Seattle Seahawks, knew where his place was, brought people in who knew what the hell they were doing. Why? Because he wasn't a fanboy. He knew that he knew what he didn't know, and he knew he had to bring people in. Fans think they know, and fans fool themselves constantly. And Dan Snyder has fooled himself constantly. Bruce Allen, the son of a a Redskins legend, still employed. You've gotten rid of Jay Gruden. You brought in Bill Callahan as the interim head coach just to hold the place. And if you are Dan Snyder, you must hit the ground running because it's your reputation that is going to keep quality candidates from signing up for this job. It is your history, it is what you have done, and it's possibly, and God, I I hate to say this because he's such a young guy, and I don't want to just rip quarterbacks who didn't even get a chance. It's because of possibly the draft decision you made that might keep guys away from this because if they have options, if there's other better jobs that come out, if there's other guys that have shown promise that those jobs can come out, you just move further and further down the pole. You'll be able to get a coach. There's only 32 of those jobs. They're coveted jobs. You'll be able to find a coach. Let's not get crazy about this. Will you find the coach you want? Several names always come to mind. What would I do? What would you do? 855-2124-CBS. Do you want to go to the college route? I think a guy like Matt Rule, if you really wanted to go a little bit outside the box and wanted to go the college route, Matt Rule's done a phenomenal job at Baylor. He's been a great program builder in the couple of stops that he's been at. Baylor was was on the cusp of becoming Rice after Art Bryles. Baylor was on the cusp of being an outpost with a brand-new stadium and a beautiful riverfront right there in Waco. They were on the cusp of becoming an also-ran and bottom tier on the Big 12. Matt Rolls saved them from a demise. Good offensive system, good motivating coach, Works well with young guys, works well with quarterbacks. If you want to go a little bit off the beaten path, because Lincoln Riley ain't walking through that door, and Ryan Day isn't going to walk through that door either, and we'll get to that here in a second. You want to go a little bit off the beaten path and actually make a good, smart hire in Washington? Matt Rule from Baylor's your guy. Baylor's a stepping stone job. Baylor's a nice place, nice people. Great John McClain, I believe, is an alum. They're good folks there, but it's a stepping stone job, and you can go out and you can get him. You could offer him a very nice salary, and you can go get him and offer him power. You can offer him an opportunity to coach in the NFL. You can make that hire. Ryan Day was asked about it earlier this week at Ohio State. Obviously, Lincoln Riley is going to be asked at some point about this. I'm sorry, you have no chance. Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson is probably in there. I think Georgia fans will make an argument for their coaching job. I think LSU fans will make a, make an argument for their coaching job, and, and that can be a very flimsy argument. There will be a couple of other coach, uh, a, a couple of other programs that fans will make an argument for, but certainly when it comes to the backing that Ohio State and Alabama and, and Oklahoma have, they're just better jobs than what you're offering in the NFL. Unless it's Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bob Kraft is your owner. Those schools, they're better than anything you have going. At some day, maybe Lincoln Riley might end up going to the Dallas Cowboys or maybe Day- Ryan Day might end up going to the NFL. He might see mind-changing money, life-changing money, generation-changing money. 
But I don't think the Washington Redskins are that place. And it's because of Dan Snyder. It's because of fanboy stuff. It's because maybe you did tw- take Dwayne Haskins. I know there's that connection. Ryan Day, Dwayne Haskins, it makes it. Please. Because you don't know if that owner is going to get involved. And we don't know if Dwayne Haskins, and it's unfair to say this, but we don't know, so I have to say it. We don't know what Dwayne Haskins can offer. You're at Ohio State. You have billions to work with. You have recruiting anytime you want, anytime you wish, within the parameters of the NCAA. I say that tongue-in-cheek. You have everything you could possibly want as long as you win football games. It's an exceptionally high standard. You're expected to win the Big Ten. The Big Ten is old hat. National championship runs are expected out of you. Playoffs are expected out of you. If you don't make the postseason, you are looked at as an also-ran and a waste of money. It's a ton of pressure. Lincoln Riley, the same thing. Nick Saban certainly has been able to stack up enough that he could get away with a 9-3 and three if he really wanted to. He just doesn't do it. Dabo Sweeney could probably do the same thing. Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day, it, it, it almost looks like they're cut from the same cloth. they got to be different. And if Washington thinks they're going to get those guys... I think they're sadly mistaken. It's just a better job. Barry Switzer said so. I think Urban Meyer would say so, which brings me to another offshoot candidate. And Hickey knows this because I know Hickey's filling in right now for Tom Benedetto. but Hickey filled in before, and I made a great big case, and we fired up the USC fight song because I want it to happen. I think Urban Meyer at USC, even though it might not, I, I think Urban Meyer to USC is shooting fish in a barrel. And I know, well, Ken is head. Ken is sickness. Yeah, Bruce Arians had a heart that was about to explode two years ago. All of a sudden, he found himself a doctor that was able to clear him to send him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hate to tell you this, and I know that you can bring up HIPAA laws, you can bring up whatever you want. You can always get a doctor to tell you what you want, it, want him to tell you or her to tell you. You can always find that. And so Urban Meyer sitting there as a man in his mid-50s, with plenty of money, who's sitting there behind a desk, who sees all this, I want it to happen so bad to USC. But then I think, well, what about Washington? And for Ryan Day and for Lincoln Riley, it makes zero sense. You're young. You got a ton of money already in the bank. You're going to be getting even more. There's prestige waiting for you. There, there, There is... There is so much legend that you can create at those two schools. For Urban, you've already done it. You've won three national championships. You're the only guy, save for Dabo Sweeney now, but you're the only guy who drew any parallel to Nick Saban in the generation. And that's what gives you a chance. That's what gives Dan Snyder a chance. I don't know how great Urban Meyer would be with his own with his own system. Being in Ohio, I've been very critical of him during in-game adjustments against teams like Michigan State and against teams like Purdue. I've been very critical of what he recruits and how he doesn't motivate them during the season. Nick Saban always does such a great job because he creates conflict during the season. It keeps Alabama sharp. It's very easy to get soft and lazy at a place like Alabama. It doesn't happen that way. Ohio State has had a couple of blowouts. They lost their edge a couple of times. When they got beat, the brakes beat off of them by Clemson, they were looking for an edge. They found it after Urban Meyer left. So now Urban Meyer has has himself a chance for another job. And let me tell you why this isn't crazy. It's because of Nick Saban. It's because of the parallel that's drawn. Nick Saban is the coach of the generation. Number two, a little bit younger, would be either Dabo Sweeney, and I'm not going to fight you on that. It would be either Dabo Sweeney or it would be Urban Meyer. Urban at Florida, the two national championships. Urban going to Ohio State, an undefeated season, a national championship that gets thrown in there. 
there are parallels that are drawn, but the one thing that Nick Saban hasn't done that Urban would still have a chance to do is be a consistent winner in the NFL. You got Dwayne Haskins. You got a different type of offense that you can run, and you would have a guy like Dan Snyder, who is a fan, who you could go to him and say, you're going to give me $15 million a year. You're going to fire Bruce Allen, which would make your fan base happy. You're going to fire Bruce Allen. You're going to give me that power. You're going to hire a general manager. He's going to work for me. We're going to figure out how to make cap space work. We're going to figure out how to do scouting. We'll bring those guys in. I'm going to sit here and watch Bill Callahan run the entire thing for this year. I'm going to make my notes about who stays, who goes, where we can get better, what to do in the draft. I'm going to continue to sit behind my desk over here at Fox, talk to college football guys, get ready for the draft to hit the ground running. You're not going to do anything with Trent Williams. I'm going to talk to Trent Williams about that. Either or, you get a first-round pick and nothing less than a first-round pick because he is a coveted person. Talking to you, Cleveland. He is a coveted individual. You're not going to do anything with him just yet. So right now, I'm going to sit behind this desk. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to observe this. And if you do this the right way and give me at least $15 million a year and you fire Bruce Allen, then I think Urban can think about it. That's even just to get him in the door. I can't guarantee that he would do it, but God, it just makes a little bit more sense. You get a chance to do something Nick Saban hasn't done. You get a chance to right the wrongs of Steve Spurrier. Steve tried his best. You get the chance to wrong those, to right those wrongs. You get a chance to prove that college coaches can do it, and you get a chance to do it where you were a great college coach and you became a great NFL coach, and that anybody who says anything different, whether you want to talk about anything that happened at Florida or anything that happened at Ohio State, you can stick it in the end. It's the final frontier for Urban Meyer. That way, everybody's happy. Your boy Ryan Day got hired at Ohio State. You don't have to recruit against him. In fact, you can show up and watch practice, and everybody's going to love it because you can go to spring practice and be brought in as a head coach of the Washington Redskins. There might be some sort of NCAA violation or some breaking of the rules, but I'm off on a rant right now, and I don't have the time to look it up. If you want to make eyes pop, Urban Meyer is your guy, or... I'm falling into the trap that a lot of Redskins fans do. Dan Snyder's a fan. He'll go out and get our guy. Damn it. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. How good a job is Washington? Who the hell would you want? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Jason Locke and four are going to join us here in just about an hour and 20 minutes. Also, Barton Simmons, CBS Sports National College Football writer. He'll going to join us at 1240, Pacific. Five burning questions, 1220, Pacific. And uh, throwing a throwing a curveball by Hickey because I didn't tell him and we do something new around here. Week six, NFL preview coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern. Hickey, do you know what that is? No clue. You're about to find out. And so is the rest of America. Coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern, 855-2124-CBS. I I look at what the Redskins are. If you're going to be a fanboy, and that's what Dan Snyder is, I couldn't help but start to wonder, what could you go out and get? And there's plenty of really good candidates. I wonder, with a year off, don't Redskins fans are going to be upset with me. With a year off, does it air out Mike McCarthy where you can bring him back? Don't kill me for this because, again, it's fan stuff here. But can you bring back Mike McCarthy? 
There's rumors about Mike Tomlin ending up going to Washington. If you're Mike Tomlin, I'm not going to get any more power than I have now. I'm just going to quit. Don't try to. You're going to. You're going to take away picks. You're going to trade for me, and then I'm supposed to coach this. I would just retire and sit out. It's been 13 years for Mike Tomlin. You can always go somewhere else. You can always wait it out. You can always do anything else other than you. When you you got more money than God, you've won a Super Bowl. The only person you have to answer to is yourself. You're going to take away picks, trade me from the Steelers as a head coach, which we've talked about these things before, and it has happened in history. Trade me from the Steelers, a really good, strong organization, to Washington. And you're not going to fire Bruce Allen, who did this? And you're not going to give me any more power. And I go from Ben Roethlisberger to the great unknown and Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Got it. 855-2124-CBS. That's why if you're a fan, I don't want fan. I don't want fans as owners. I think it gets you into trouble. There's plenty of good owners out there that have. They want what's best for their franchise. Obviously, they want to make money, and and they want to do what's right by it. And it also keeps them honest. Eagles ownership. It keeps them honest, not fanboying it up. You can say, "Hey, I grew up. Uh, I grew up an Eagles fan." But if you have a a good mind for business. If you have a good mind for doing what's right, that means you hire the right people. That means you put the right people in place, and then they turn around and put the right people in place. And they got off the beaten path. They went on and got Chip Kelly for a minute. But they kept Howie Roseman and then brought back Howie Roseman and put him back in his rightful spot. Once they got rid of Chip Kelly, they've reaped rewards since. Even owners who make mistakes can come back to it. The Roonies obviously love their team. They've been known still for making good, solid decisions. Took them 40 years to learn it from 1933 to the 70s. Took them nearly 40 years to learn it, but they got good, solid decisions that are made that help that franchise out long-term. They're at crossroads right now with the future of Ben Roethlisberger being up in the air and honestly the future of Mason Rudolph, but they're known for good, solid work that helps out the franchise long-term that ultimately does what? Keeps their fan base, their customer base happy. Dan Snyder wears a Redskins hat. Cheers the Redskins, loves the Redskins, is defiant about the name, loves the franchise, loves its history, loves its alums. And they are just above embarrassing and always teetering on the edge of embarrassing until they end up being embarrassing. But if you're going to be that way, and you're going to be that way for now, what, 20-something years? If you're going to be that way, I say you own it. You have the wherewithal, you have the cash, you have Dwayne Haskins. If you want to do it, do it the right way. If you want to go full bore fanboy, because this is the only thing you know, then go out and get yourself a nice Urban Meyer and help yourself out. It's the one frontier that he could go, that he could possibly be successful in, and he's young enough still to do it. It's the one frontier he could go and be successful in that Nick Saban wasn't. I don't think Nick Saban's ever going back to the NFL. You can go there. You have time. You can build your culture and try to build your culture. You can work with Dwayne Haskins, who you are going to be tied to. You can offer up all your stakes because you can just go back to the TV desk or wait for college, and you can tell Dan Snyder that. It's at $15 million a year at least. So I'd offer, I'd say 18, I'd start out at. So I'm starting out at $18 million a year if I'm Urban Meyer, and Bruce Allen's got to go. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Coming up next, you got a ton of cash. You shape the lives of young people. Thousands worship you every Saturday. Why the hell would you throw it all away to coach on Sunday? 
You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Hey, uh, by the way, I and I'm sure you might have heard about this earlier in the day. Uh, you can save a ton of money on car insurance. So even if you're not sure you heard about this, let me let me let you in on a little secret. I got some news for you. There's a quick way you can save money. You switch to Geico. You go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. It's going to be better than anything else you see. Trust me. Okay? By the way, when we moved, my insurance agent, they did like a rebuild thing where they're like, well, you know, if this ever needs to be rebuilt, it costs you this much more, so your premiums are going up. I go, yeah, you want to take your 18-year-old girlfriend out on the town? Is that it? Is that what you're looking to do? Going to go spend more of my money? I mean, one of these days, I'm going to drive out to Youngstown, Ohio. I'm going to find Bo, and I'm going to be like Joe Pesci in Casino. Because he's just putting my insurance money to sleep. I'm going to put Bo's brain to sleep. Don't do like I did. Go to Geico. They're fantastic people. Speaking of fantastic people, we go to the hotline. We welcome in Barton Simmons. I lied to you earlier. In fact, I was woefully inaccurate. I thought Barton Simmons was later. He's right now. He joins us to talk college football as we got a big week seven on the cusp. Barton, thanks for joining us, friend. Great week coming up. Yeah, how's, how's it going? Happy to be here. Well, I'm glad. I'm much happier to talk to you than my own insurance agent. And by the way, true story. The guy's like in his mid-30s. He has an 18-year-old girlfriend that just graduated high school. It's getting a little weird around the parts of Youngstown, Ohio. But I digress, Barton. When you have a week seven that's here with, with some of the big storylines that have played out, that have already played out here, what do you think is the biggest game of the weekend? Uh, you know what? I, I think... Um, this is where we find out if Oklahoma's for real. I think that Oklahoma-Texas game is has kind of got my attention because I feel pretty confident that the you know Alabama and and even Clemson, despite the the relatively slow start, and and, and LSU and and there's a you know a couple schools that I really feel like can win national championships. I, I'm curious, and I suspect that Oklahoma is of that national championship ilk. Um, but I think they got to beat Texas and, and perhaps even beat them by a score by a couple scores to to, to sort of convince me. Um, so I, I'm I'm just curious what kind of team we see out of Oklahoma. Is that defense uh, improved uh, because they really haven't played anyone that's that, that we can really measure them off of so far this year? I think there's no question about the offense, but um, this is a rivalry game. Tom Herman has his guys ready uh, for these sort of moments every year and. I think this is where we find out just how valid Oklahoma's case will be this year for a national championship type of campaign. This guy's all over the place. It's Barton Simmons, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports, a national college football writer. He's a director of scouting for 24-7 Sports. He's a co-host of the Cover 3 college football podcast. Anywhere you want to go with college football, Barton Simmons is covering it, and he joins us right now on the hotline. Barton, let me ask you one little NFL question because it just came to my mind because I was ranting about it for 40 minutes. I don't think that they would have a chance in hell with Lincoln Riley. I agree that with what Barry Switzer says that there's schools like Oklahoma that they're just better than 98% of what you're going to find in the NFL. Barry Switzer has experience with that. But say Washington was in the market for a college coach. Does Matt Rule make sense for them? Sure. Um, does does Washington make sense for Matt Rule? I guess is probably the the better question for me because I think uh, I mean with, with that job, and I think you know some of these coaches and, and Matt Rule may be a little bit of an exception because um, you know Baylor is that that's been a a program that's 
had its ups and downs. I think you can win there now. I think that they've established that. But it's not – you're not at Oklahoma. You're not at LSU or USC. I mean, it, it's not one of the the top tier. And so there, there's always probably going to be a little bit of a temptation um, out of Matt Rule. But I just think for, for, for a lot of these guys, you, you know, you want to walk into a situation – where you can win and you can be successful and you got a chance. I think that's the that's what's going to scare people away from Washington is is Dan Snyder is not it hasn't presented a picture uh, of of creating an opportunity to win there and 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 isn't running that franchise in a way that uh, gives you a lot of confidence. And so I just wonder why you know why these college coaches would would leave the job security they have to to go to a situation like that. And Matt Rule again, he's not at Oklahoma. It's not one of the the very elite jobs, but he is also has great job security there. He's 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 recruiting well. He's he's on path to to continue to uh, like an upward trajectory there. So uh, it'd be a little bit of a scary place to jump from into a situation like that. Not to say he wouldn't jump at an NFL job, but just that Redskins job is that, that that's awfully scary. Can you define the ROI, the Roy bus that Dabo Sweeney talks about in your parlance? Because there's been some confusion. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to continue to ride this Roy bus uh, every year after winning national titles, then I think it's, I think it's lost its luster a little bit. I think he's riding a Roy bus with, with uh, spinners uh, on the uh, on the rims or something. You know, it's like. Uh, at this point, I mean, the college coaches use whatever they can to motivate, and Dabo is, is absolutely pulling out the stops this week to try to motivate his team. Uh, we knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. The Roy bus was coming out of the shed. Uh, I could see it from four weeks away. And here we are, we're back on the Roy bus, and we're back on Dabo all shucks and us, and, and, and we just got to deal with it, I guess. But uh, he could think he's on the Roy bus, but, but none of us, no one else does. That This is still – a national title worthy team and uh this is how Clemson does it they 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 sleep through the the regular season uh but by uh November December man that team's rolling and I expect uh nothing nothing less from them this year I I'll say full on Barton I'm a fan of him I he reminds me of Fixit Felix from Record Ralph and I love his nomenclature and I love what he stands for but it is difficult to put the confetti back in the cannon after you won a national championship Saban has shown us how hard it is to do it back-to-back with young guys who start to think about, well, the NFL is not too terribly far away. Maybe I can hold back for a little bit. But Saban has done a great job of creating conflict. Are there other ways that Dabo Sweeney might be taking a page out of Nick Saban's book, trying to do that just like you're talking about, to to get his players an edge in a down ACC so they don't fall into a trap? No, I think that's absolutely what he's doing. And, I mean, when you look at the – the greatest coaches in college football, um, whether it's Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney, those guys are uh, beyond everything else. Maybe one of the things they do best is just motivate. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of they, they play these mind games with their team. I mean, Saban is constantly sending messages to his team through the media, um, through through his press conferences. Dabo has his own unique way. Um, it's going to be interesting to me. Uh, I mean, I guess he can keep on riding this Roy bus train, but uh, like you mentioned, um, at some point, I think that rings hollow uh, because everyone, no one's, I mean, no one's doubting uh, how good this team can be. Um, but 
to it. So I'm curious if they keep on winning national titles. I guess if they keep on winning them, then 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 it's working. But how long can this Roy Bus thing last? Um, Nick Saban has certainly tried to had to go a, a different route, uh, but because he's been atop of the of the mountain for so long. But I, I I do find it fascinating just how these coaches find ways to motivate, and and I think the guys that do it the best are, are the ones that are most successful. Dabo has found a found a lane there, found a sweet spot. Barton Simmons with us, National College Football Writer, CBS Sports. Again, 24-7 scouting, the whole thing. Florida at LSU tonight, 8 p.m. Does this love with Florida continue, or does LSU show them who's real in this conference? I think LSU shows them who's real, uh, but if, if if Florida somehow wins this one, then, then goodness gracious, um, mm-hmm. we would, it's time to, time to really start shifting the way we're thinking about this Florida team. And I frankly – what Florida did last week against Auburn started to shift the way I think about this Florida team. Um, I do think this is a, this is a team that's got more warts than uh, kind of that upper crust that I kind of talked about earlier with Oklahoma and LSU and those teams, but I'm so impressed with Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham and the way they're able to scheme around those warts. So the way they're able to hide them and, and exploit the, the weaknesses of its opponents. I just think that this LSU team, that they don't have the kind of weaknesses that the other teams that Florida's played so far this year have had. In particular, I mean, Auburn last week had. Uh, I think that Florida's going to have to score points. Um, and, and I think that LSU, you can slow that team down perhaps, but mm-hmm. you're not going to stop them. You're not going to stop them in the way that, that Florida stopped Auburn. So can this offense generate enough points? Uh, make the most of enough drives to keep this thing close and, and win it. I, I'm I'm doubtful. I'm skeptical. It can, but I'm 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 not ready to to, to totally rule out Dan Mullen, Todd Grantham, uh, and that nasty edgy defense that they've got. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a great test for Florida, and and frankly, you know, it's another good test for LSU because I think they've already made a statement that they uh, they should be talked about among the best in the country. Who is the best in the country right now, seven weeks in? Ohio State. I mean, that's the team that's playing the best right now. And I, and I know they're still ramping up uh, in terms of level of competition. But you know, last week they played Michigan State. That's a quality team, and um, that was never in doubt. That, that, that's the, the reason I like Ohio State is, is because I, I think no one is playing complimentary football quite like the Buckeyes right now. Uh, defensively, they're playing as good as anyone in the country. Offensively, they're playing as good as anyone in the country. They can beat you running the football behind J.K. Dobbins. If if Justin Fields is is not clicking, throwing the ball, he can he can get it rolling with his legs. Um, they've got so much talent. And, and that's part of the th- I think people forgot uh, based on just, you know, hey, it was a little bit of a disappointing year at times last year. They were up and down. I think people forgot heading into this season just how talented Ohio State is, just how well that program had been recruiting under Urban Meyer. And now you have Ryan Day running the show, and I think that he, he loosens things up a little offensively. I think that they uh, he, he's a better fit for that program in terms of actually putting together a game plan week by week. So um, I, I think you know that there's, there's about six teams that are all capable of winning a national title, but in my opinion right now, no one is playing better than Ohio State. Do you think losing Urban Meyer has actually made that team sharper? I do, actually, yeah. Now, now here's the thing. I think mm-hmm. what, what I'm anxious to see is, and what I think the test is, the, the, is can Ryan
nine day sustain over a season and probably even more importantly, can he sustain over year over year, continue to keep the recruiting at a high level, continue to have this team focused and this coaching staff focused year over year over year, because that's what Urban Meyer did so well. I mean, Ohio State was always playing at the the top of the, the heap of college football, but I think in this single season, in just you know the the 2019 fall, I, I actually think that having Ryan Day as the head coach there, as opposed to Urban Meyer, is is not a significant, but I mean a, I think a, a slight upgrade again because I think this team plays a little looser offensively. I think Ryan uh, Day is a little looser in terms of the his play calling on game mm-hmm. day, uh, and I think that just with with the changeover, there's a there's a renewed focus, um, and so. Uh, I think it's going to work this year, and then you know we'll we'll see where that takes them. But uh, beyond this year, I think that's where I'm interested to see, you know, whether he can keep, keep this level of play at at, uh, at the peak performance that Urban Meyer is able to keep it at. Find this man on Twitter; he's fantastic at Barton Simmons. Barton, we thank you very much for the time. All the best, my friend. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Appreciate you, Barton Simmons, with us on the show. Again, National College Football Writer, CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, 247 Sports Director of Scouting. He's on the Cover 3 podcast with Tom Fornelli. Does a great job. Follow the guy on Twitter, again, at Barton Simmons. People told me I was nuts. You're seeing a sharper Buckeyes team than what they had with Urban Meyer. It, it, there comes This is what Urban Meyer, I, I don't think, did. He made a huge deal of beating Michigan. They were always sharp and ready for Michigan. You can't take that away from them. That's a huge part of the job. It's not an overall beatdown of Urban Meyer whatsoever. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm bringing up. But through six games, and I know they haven't played a, a outstanding competition. It's going to get tougher here. Wisconsin's going to line up, try to punch him in the mouth. Michigan's still a good football team. Penn State's still a good football team. But they have come out sharp, and I think it's because they've been. They think disrespected, but I don't think they can rest on their laurels anymore because I thought for the last four years we got Urban Meyer. We're fine. And then they go out and embarrass themselves against Purdue. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Up next, he should be the biggest brand in college football. And he's coaching my new favorite. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 